We'll lead, you follow. We're on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. 15 points to 8 now. The Sharks leading the Southern Kings in the Vodacom Super Rugby. Sharks 15, Kings 8. They've been playing for 35 minutes, about 4 minutes left in the half. In case you missed it earlier on today, the Rebels beat the Force 25-19. Warriors beat the Reds 30 points to 10. Chiefs beat the Crusaders 27-21. And the Lions beat the Sunwolves 26-13. Second half now, West Ham leads Sunderland by a goal to nil in the Absa Premiership. And the other Absa Premiership match locally, Cosmos and Super Sport United playing to a no-score draw. We'll be back with Mo Ali to keep an update on their ticks against Chipper as we go throughout the afternoon. 105.9, the home of SAFM in Port Elizabeth. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. It's that time of the year, a week to go before the Cape Town cycle tour. I imagine the roads in Cape Town must be chaos. Uh, it's chaos around Johannesburg today. When I was driving into work this morning, I drive in, uh, I get to work up at 6. So I leave at 6 o'clock in the morning to get into work. And just cyclists all over the roads, last preparations for the big cycle, the biggest time cycle race in the world. And obviously, it becomes more dangerous. More cyclists you have, the more of the road they take up, and the more chances of them getting knocked over. So, where can I ride? CEO of Pedal Power South Africa, Robert, Ver- uh, sorry, Pedal Power Association. Robert Verkel joins us on the line. Robert, good chatting to you again. Where can I ride? A new initiative you guys started a little while ago. Is it successful? Um, well, we'll have to see how that goes. I mean, you know, we felt that with that very tragic uh, cycling accident where two riders lost their lives in Kuzulu Mattel not so long ago, mm. a few weeks ago, in fact, you know, that sort of highlighted that point that maybe there are cyclists out there who are sort of blissfully unaware of where they are allowed to cycle. So we felt it was maybe an opportunity just to educate the cyclists about the types of roads that are out there in the country which which are legal for them to ride on and which are illegal and then obviously also problematic. You know, you talk about a highway. You know, there's cars with 120 kilometers an hour speed limit. You don't want to get involved in some collision there on your bicycle. Mm. Uh, the worst thing about that was everybody started blaming everybody else, and uh, it 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 does all. It's all very well not riding in certain places, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. But it it comes down to everybody sharing the road. The road belongs to everybody, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we're all entitled to use the road, and um, you know, cyclists uh, just as much as a motorist. And you know, we've looked at this and also thought about it for a little bit more. You know, the the, the campaign itself is raising that awareness, reinforcing the awareness. And we also, as a cycling organization, we're not just looking to the motorists to do the right thing. We're also looking at our cyclists because it's a shared responsibility in the mm-hmm. traffic. Traffic, it, you know, there's always a potential for danger. That's why we have the rules of the road. And they, they apply to a cyclist just as much as they do to the motorists. So we've taken that view now. We're calling for sharing, for tolerance, for patience, you know, and we're hoping that positive reinforcing of that message of just obeying the laws or being aware of them. You know, a lot of people are, are quite willing to obey, but they're just not aware. Mm. So it's also an awareness raising and a, a positive reinforcement of those rules of the road. And I, I'm a cyclist, but maybe new cyclists don't know. I guess the, the most obvious one is a freeway. If it's blue, you don't ride there. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the easiest one to recognize, all the signage on those freeways um, are blue as well so once you stray onto one of those you know if you don't see the no cycling sign if it isn't one of those mm-hmm. um, you just get off that road as quickly as possible I mean it's just for your own safety and for that of everyone else um, 
it is quite difficult though because sometimes there is that impression that an N, for instance, an N1, N2, the main arteries throughout the country yeah. are not legal to cycle, but in fact they are in certain places because they are not leading places all the way. Take the N1 from Cape Town to Johannesburg. Once you're traveling through the Karoo, that becomes a normal national road that is actually legal to cycle on. It, once it gets into a built-up area, you get to a point where it starts indicating the sign that is blue. That is when you are not allowed to be on that road anymore as a cyclist. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a difference between a national road and a freeway. There's two different things, right? You've got, yeah, I mean, look, it was an educational process for me as well. <laughs> as we had a look at the information here because you almost feel it's obvious, but mm-hmm. you actually have to go and read through it again and just look at it. Exa- but the simplest explanation here is, as we've mentioned, that blue is the no cycling. So you've got the national roads. You've got the R roads, which are provincial roads, and then mm. you've got the M road, like an M1 going through Johannesburg, which is a municipal road. And but it's if you're to cycle on but through the middle of Joburg, I mean, you don't ride on that because you're not allowed to. But then somewhere later on, it changes, and it becomes green signage, you know, the green backing okay. backboard. Yeah. Then it becomes a legal road to cycle on. So if you are following those kind of routes and you end up on a freeway, you exit, and, and enter that road again somewhere further down where it is legal to ride it again. So it's, it's an awareness of where these roads are. It's easy if you're a local mm. in an area, you know sure. your roads. But if you're a visitor, it becomes a little bit problematic possibly. I guess the easiest way to explain this, and I'd, I mean, as a cyclist, hopefully somebody's ridden the Cape Argus Pick and Pay cycle tour. You, I, I forget the name of the road, but you're taking Nelson Mandela Boulevard. That becomes one road. You go past UCT. Those are all main roads, but then it becomes blue routes. It becomes a highway once you hit the top of that hill. And if you were to ride that today, you're not allowed to ride that the blue route section. Absolutely. Simple that is, is that, right? um, That's a highway. Because yeah. now you've got the blue signage, it's the M3. The M3 is accessible and cyclable, I'll just call it that, to Newlands past UCT. Um, but once you hit the blue route, yes, you exit at the top of Edinburgh Drive, there's mm-hmm. an exit point down to Weinberg. You bypass it and you rejoin it. You can possibly choose to follow the main road or go through other residential roads and get it right at the end of the blue route. Um, and then you can carry on down to Musenberg and follow the normal cycle to a route again. What happens if a cyclist is on a road where they're not supposed to be and get hit? What about insurance and all those things? Well, uh, again, um, speak to your insurance company and just just make sure, because very often I would say you'll end up in a situation where it wasn't deliberate, it was by pure accident, then you are involved in an accident. Right. Go to your insurer, ask the question, inform yourself, and then I think it should be clearer. However, you know, in a situation like that, a high-speed situation on a freeway, being involved in an accident with a cyclist, I mean, mm. the odds are stacked highly heavily against the cyclist, you know, so we deal with that incident first. But the questions will get asked later. You know, in the tragic incident where the cyclist passes on, the family have to deal with the, uh, the fallout of that incident mm. as well, you know. And the driver as well. A driver is not expecting, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, a driver is not expecting a cyclist where there's not supposed to be cyclists. So they're not, I guess, as cautious. If you're driving through the streets of Randburg or something or the streets of Bloemfontein, then you know there's going to be cyclists on the road. But if you're on a highway doing 120, you don't expect a cyclist to be there. So you're not looking out for them almost. No, I mean, again, the, the motorist as a cyclist should be aware of their surroundings, their sure, sure. vision, etc. You know, so... 
there isn't that awareness requirement of others. It could be animals that are strayed onto the mm-hmm. road. But mm-hmm. the cyclists, of course, we're not thinking of senior cyclists there, but we do. I mean, we, we see it in Cape Town and, you know, we question it and the cyclists very often say, well, Ironically, I feel safe here because there are other routes that I normally take which are not safe from a crime <laughs> yeah. perspective. Yeah, because you've you got know, that so big, prefer- and you've got the big yellow line, the emergency lane as well on those big roads. So they look fantastic. They're absolutely, they're, they're very, very nice places to ride on. I mean, if you just look at it from a road surface point of view, yes, great. But you, you can't excuse that just because there, there's another scenario that you're trying to avoid or that doesn't suit you, you know, or it's dangerous or things like that. It's just, you know, it's just common sense, and it's just—it's part of that package of being respectful of the law. Because you know, motorists feel antagonised because they often feel that the message is very often directed at them. Mm-hmm. That it, it's inverted commas their fault. But the cyclist, if they take a certain amount of responsibility and don't put the motorist into a situation where they have to make these kind of decisions, you will find a much softer approach towards the cyclist. Where we hope that the motorist will in end say I'm here to protect if I see a cyclist on the road I will number one protect him mm. and look after him because I'm in, I'm encased in a big cage of steel and aluminium the cyclist is very exposed so it's my responsibility my duty to look after him you know we're looking at that sort of scenario developing over time as we, we get everybody to buy into this just sharing the road and being responsible and effectively just doing the right thing you guys had a big awareness ride today how did it go Oh, it was great. I was there. We saw a couple of hundred cyclists all in there stay wide of the rider, those Lumo shirts that you can't miss. I mean, they're very visible, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it, again, it draws the attention. The eye gets drawn to that color. We're aware of the cyclist as a motorist, and we had a good turnout. I mean, the, the route is extremely busy every weekend. It's one of the most popular cycling routes in Cape Town, and we're almost a week away tomorrow week. We have the cycle tour. Everybody's yeah. out there last minute training. You'll get bunches of friends, clubs, all training there. So if they wear the brightly visible jerseys, maybe not always our one, but just something bright and visible, it just helps the motorist to find us, to see us on the road and just be aware and take the measures that keep everybody safe. Yeah, if you do it, set an example, people behind you tend to do it as well. Robert, good chatting to you. We'll catch up with you next week before the cycle tour. Thank you, my pleasure. Cheers, Robert Fuckel, CEO of Pedal Power Association. Uh, there's certain places you don't not allow to ride. Find out where they are. And I love this here. Respect the laws, respect other road users. It's a two-way street. Live to enjoy the roads. Find out more at pedalpower.org.za. www.pedalpower.org.za or just do a search for PPA. It comes up as well.